Hello and welcome to Dinopod episode 2. Today yep. we're going to talk about Charles Manson and the murderers that he told people to commit, I guess. I'm Rita. I'm Kaz. I'm Tim. And I'm last week's host, Mitchell, this week. Not doing hostly stuff. Anyway, yeah. You could have just said I'm Mitchell. Yeah, I'm I could have. Yeah, that's it. Right, so before we start, what you guys know about Charles Manson? Nothing. Uh, I know no. the name. I know the name. I know he was a bad guy. That's uh, all I know. Where do you know him from? Like when you see, when you hear Charles Manson, what you think about? The first thing I think about is that he was a bad person. That's all I think about. I don't really know anything about him. Or Fair. so did you? What? So are you saying that you went from you know he was a murderer and you, I heard first his name assumption was he wasn't a murderer. But Spoilers already. Great. Uh, no, it's um. So if you so as soon as you hear the word like crime, and then you think bad person, or do yeah. you actually know what he done? No, I, I I I I hear his name in the news. I hear that he's he's done bad things, but I don't know any background information about him. The full story about him. I just know that he's. You hear the name and you think, oh, that's a bad person. But I don't know the full backstory of him. I was think that's most cult- people. Yeah, wasn't he like more of a, of a cult leader as well? He was a cult leader. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The the way that I know him is a there's a podcast called uh, Conspiracy Theories. No, the Conspiracy Guys. That's one. Uh, and I like binge watch, uh, binge, watch, binge listen to most of them. And they did like, I think it was four or five hour podcast on Charles Manson. But it's like anything you binge watch something on Netflix and you don't have a fucking clue what they've just talked about. And so I have, I know as soon as you start going through this, yeah. it all come back. So yeah. I do know it in the back of my mind. So let's just see how we go as we go along. Plane. Um, yeah. So that's a plane. That is if a plane. If you hear that sound, that's yeah. a plane. Can we go on holiday? We're uh, near an airport. Sorry about that. Uh, we could. Do you know what we should do? We should get on that plane and start going to uh, the the places where Charles Manson did his things. Sure. Um, more to come right. later. So Charles Miles Manson was born on November twelfth, nineteen thirty four, in Cincinnati. He was the illegitimate son of Kathleen Maddox, and his dad was Colonel Walker Anderson Scott. He That sounds he, like the most redneck name I've ever heard in my life. Does it? Yes. Yeah. So he was born Charles Miles Maddox, that's his mother's last name. But then she married uh the William Eugene Manson shortly after Charles Charles was born. They had a very short marriage. They got divorced and William Manson said that he was getting divorced because of Charles Manson's mother, excessive drinking, so she drank a lot. So was she like a wretched alcoholic? Or <laughs> Basically, yeah. yeah okay. And um. neglect of duty. So I'm not sure what that means. Neglect only elaborate. So neglect of duty. Did she not wash the dishes? I mean... Because this was the 1930s. I what mean, do you back, think back neglect, then, neglect of duty was? Yeah, like back then it would have been, you know, man goes off to to work the woman stays home having to do all of the the house chores and things like that so although today in today's day and age we might laugh and think that's a bit funny but back then that was like that was the job so she wasn't doing her job which is wrong but (laughs) it's it's the 30s what do you expect 
Although there could be way more, because when Char Charles Manson was five years old, his mother and his uncle were arrested for trying to commit, trying to st steal a car, I believe, by holding a bottle of ketchup, pretending it was a gun. Um, so they were caught doing okay. that and were arrested. So clearly smart people. So uh, I'm envisioning someone stood there with a bottle of Heinz yeah. pointing at someone being like, hey, give me your keys or get out of the car. This is a grand photo. I'm guessing they like reach behind him, put the bottles in behind, like against his back. It's like, oh, well, were they ahead of their time? I were they the thinking, you know, they can use the um, ketchup as like fake vodka capsule? <laughs> were they all ahead of the time? Um, well, they wouldn't scare anyone. What is this? Some like like eighties movie fucking like crime scene that they just use like ketchup and a bit of vinegar to make it look real? <laughs> no, it's usually animal blood. So, I know eighties films. Yeah. So after that happened. Manson was taken in by his aunt Glenna and her husband Bill, who lived in West Virginia. I don't know where West Virginia is. In the Ohio. map of the US. Ohio. Is it still Ohio? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, don't, don't expect any any don't expect us to know about America because we're ignorant. Right. There might be some her errors. Please don't tell. <laughs> Don't we're, make an essay about what we you hear here. We're, we're like we're we we live in the UK and so Outside yeah. of like Europe, we ain't got a fucking clue. Yeah. So, not uh, everything yeah. might be correct, so apologize for that in advance. We we don't apologize. Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> West Virginia is in the state of Virginia. That makes a lot of sense. I thought it was Ohio. There you go. First mistake hey. of the day. West Virginia is not in Ohio. No, we're not doing too badly. Yeah, it's gone continue. Not yet, no. So he went to live with his aunt and uh, her husband and his cousin, Joanne said that as a child he could be both charming and tyrannical, constantly lying, stealing, and sometimes even displaying signs of violent behavior. So is he just like a really obnoxious, like annoying kid, or was it kind of a little bit more than that? Or do you he was I think it was a bit more than that. Do you reckon he was influenced from his parents? It could, could be. be. Yeah. I, mean, uh, I don't know if it's true, but I've heard in some other podcasts, he tells a story that his mother sold him for beer. There's no evidence that this is true, but he has said this story. Good call. So could good, be. Yeah. <laughs> good job. There well done. Uh, fucking Foster's. Yeah. He also had an interest in music, music from an early age. So what type of he, music? He, uh, well, music from, I don't know what music you hear in the 40s, but he apparently could sing, he could play the guitar quite well. So he just sounds like the, like, he was a weird child. Do you know what it sounds like? It sounds like it's like all the hallmarks of like the perfect child mixed in with like the worst child put yeah, together. Yeah, a very talented child that could follow something, but then he's also... A complete psychopath. <laughs> I wouldn't say he's a psychopath. I don't know about that. And he was reunited with his mother after she was released in parole in 1942. What, 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 why was she in jail? Any ideas? We just uh, talked about it. No, I mean like... It, what did she get put in jail for many years or is it for like short um, time he was it was like seven years i think about seven years could be wrong so she kind of missed a lot of his childhood she did yeah and as soon as she got out she sent him to Gibault school for boys in terry ott indiana which this yeah. was a school for boys considered to be juvenile delinquents and was run by catholic Catholic priests. Oh, fucking hell. Suja said the word Catholic. No. 
was it Catholic priests as well who, uh, you know? Anyway, yeah, we won't go there. Anyway, <laughs> by age 12, Manson committed his first notable non crime. Crime. He stole some money from a grocery store. Good lad. Yeah. He started starting off small. He's getting. He's getting there. He's getting there. Yeah. He apparently liked it because he kept stealing stuff until he was uh, <laughs> kept stealing stuff, including some cars, and yeah, then carrying them across state lines, which was a federal crime. Then he first committed at sixteen. So he, so he, he started early. He started. He, start, he got in there early. Yeah. He capitalized on it. Uh, he started nicking cars. And then and getting caught. About and getting caught. It. So he wasn't that good of a, a, a criminal, I guess. His mum definitely brought him up well. Yeah. So I think that would tie into the fact that his mother wasn't around. Yeah. He didn't like his mother. Yeah. Uh, but to they be fair, if, if, your mother, if, you're like, if you're a child and you got neglected because your mother like, went away to prison for doing stupid shit. Yeah. The first thing you do was go out and do stupid shit um, yeah. because you, she's not there to basically say. Yeah, his father wasn't in the picture, left yeah. immediately after he was born. His I mean, stepfather also left. I mean, put yourself in his shoes. He's, he's young, he's got no proper figure in his life, and then he just go. he thinks, actually, this life of crime is really easy. It's a lot of fun. He's got yeah. no one there to stop him. Yep. He can do yeah. whatever he wants. Um, yep. So yeah, he's a, he's going well for him. He's doing very well at the moment. So after that, he was sent to Boys Town, another juvenile delinquent school in Omaha, Nebraska. After four days, he and another child inmate stole a vehicle and fled to Illinois. After being caught for more robberies, he was sent to the Indiana Boys School, yet again another school for juvenile delinquents, where allegedly he says he was bitten and raped during the, the time they spent there. Well, at, at the old boys' school? At the Indiana boys' school, yeah. So is that run by Catholics as well? Uh, I don't know about this one. I don't think so, no. I mean, if it was, I wouldn't be surprised because, uh, yeah, Catholics are a bit weird and they are <laughs> a bit touchy-feely and they, uh, you know. Yeah. After two failed attempts, he eventually escaped that school in 1951. How the fuck do you... What is, uh, is this like a prison but with a school inbuilt, or was it like a school that has like so it's a for big offense and juveniles? Like... So I guess it's kind of a prison, but they still have to teach them stuff, I guess. So basically, a prison with a school in it. Because I think, in my, um, by, by looking in my mind, I'm like, am I envisioning it like a normal traditional like high school with no, no. With, with like. A slightly bigger fence than like three foot, just so they can't no, get off. I'm pretty sure it's not that. Ah, fair enough. Um, yeah. Thanks. After more thefts and robberies, he was caught again, and this time sent to the National Training School for Boys in Washington D.C. How the fuck did he not learn that this stealing life? He it does. He's not very good at it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He was seen by I guess a psychologist or psychiatric, and he said that Manson had psychological problems and deemed to be aggressively antisocial. Aggressively antisocial? Yeah. What do you mean? Do you mean he was just kind of, you put him in a room with people and he just got like... Angry, not being, no social communication with anyone, just just literally communicate in anger. Is that, is that the thing? 
Well, I'm not a psychologist, but... Why are you not a psychologist? I don't know. I know a bit about it because I've seen psychologists, so I kind of know that aggressively antisocial could be... Uh, antisocial wouldn't even talk with anyone, but he would, if he did talk to somebody, he be aggressive. would be aggressive and angry towards them. Everyone he met, basically. That makes sense. Yeah, that would make sense. I don't know if it's true, but uh, yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm seeing. So from uh, physicians then recommended he was transferred to the Natural Bridge Honor Camp. And before he could be paroled in a scheduled parole hearing, so he could be freed in parole, so he could walk down the streets. What was what's in fifty two different he, to a norm, the other schools? Why 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 was that one? He's not in or? school. He's he's basically in a prison that's still teaching. That's for minors, so he can't be called a prison, but he can't leave there. He's doing a sentence for crimes he committed, but it's not a prison because he's a minor still, I think, uh. at this point. Yeah. So in 1952, before he could be paroled, he was caught raping another boy at knife point. And after that, he was transferred to the federal reformatory. So that was Pittsburgh, when he was Virginia. in that prison. So in the, the natural bridge on a camp, he was caught raping another boy. How the fuck do you get a knife? Uh, how the fuck do prisons get contraband? Somebody snuck it in, I guess. What, so someone walked in with like a knife up their ass or something and just like... I don't know, maybe. It's like, hey mate, I'll sew you this knife for you. Um, or is it like a... I'm just saying maybe like... maybe stole it from Just like have a like guard. a butter knife or something. It's like, freeze. No, he probably stole it from like a guard or somebody who worked there. Why has a guard got a fucking knife and so like a big old weapon? Okay, normally guards don't have weapons in prison. They don't have like this they don't walk around with like guns. I'm gonna say one word: America. Also, I think you're focusing on the wrong part. He raped somebody. Yeah. But At knife point. I know. Who the fuck cares where he got the knife? True, but that's not the most interesting bit. Where did he get his knife? Well, okay. <laughs> He was transferred to the federal reformatory in Pittsburgh, Virginia, where he was caught committing more uh, homosexual crimes. And homosexual, homosexual was still a crime back then, which is stupid. So is it only against, against homosexuals, or is it like? Well, it was a boy, so we, there were only boys there. So the only people he could rape were boys. Okay. I don't think, I don't know if it was an actual, he was actually homosexual. Or bisexual, because later on he has sex with women. I mean, I'm reading here that when um, yeah. he was in maximum security, um, he actually got early release due to good behaviour, apparently. I think that was later on, wasn't it? What year was that? Reading there. That was in 54. Yeah, so that was yeah. a little bit later on, yeah. Spoilers. So after he Tim, was, get with the schedule. After We're going he was story. found committing, having sex with the other boys, I couldn't find if that time was consensual or not. He was transferred to maximum security facility in Ohio. Hey, that was foreshadowing. I like right, so that. So he did that on multiple times then? Yeah. But then, so, my, my question is, like, if he's done that, if he's been having sex with boys when it's illegal, yeah. is that added to his sentence or does he carry out the sentence and basically get a slap on the wrist, like, don't do it again? I'm guessing he was a slap on the wrist because yeah. then he was released in parole. Okay, and then in 1955, enough. he married a local waitress named Rosalie Jean Willis. 
So he married a woman. So I'm so maybe he was just bisexual. Or he was just horny as fuck and he just saw any holes a girl. Okay. I a bit gross. Yeah, it but is. Fine. But to be fair, it's it's gross for a really gross. No, the person. way you put it was gross. Yeah, but that guy was gross. Um, yeah. So as he got out, he went. Did he? Where did he live? Was he living? So he married Rosalie, and then he convinced her to move to California in a vehicle that he stole for the trip. So he stole the car so they could move to California. And they were discovered with the car that was stolen, and he was sentenced to three years at Terminal Island in San Pedro, California. This guy really doesn't fucking learn, does he? No, he doesn't. Uh, during his prison stay there, his wife met another man and was planning to divorce Charlie. And when he learned that, he tried to escape, he got caught, and then he lost his chance to the upcoming parole. So he was like about two weeks before he could get like a parole hearing, so he could get out again. Right. But he found out that she was going to leave him, so he escaped and got caught and stayed there. I Th- think this guy's brain doesn't work like any other person's brain. Uh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. That's so weird. Anyway, after he was released again, he began pimping women for a living. And Which, so, was that by random, or did it? No, he just realized himself saying stuff he could make money off selling women to other men. No, but I mean, was his uh, was the women he was pimping done by random, or was it kind of like just trying to choose like the broken women, the ones oh, with I the drug a drug okay, Basically, it could be that you see someone who goes, "I choose you." Oh, I don't know that. That just sounds like a really mm. shit version of Pokemon. <laughs> Basically, oh. <laughs> fucking pimpamon. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I should have found more on that. I want to have that as a game. Just run around throwing pokeballs at prostitutes. Like I choose you. Anyway, continue. That sounds like who you on GTA with grenades when you play with prostitutes. It, it sounds like it's, it sounds like a really good version of the hot coffee mod from San Andreas. Yeah, I think Mitchell's <laughs> becoming Charles Manson as he keeps hearing about him. Because hey. well, later a dark on side. they have very common like uh, interests. But we'll see. Spoilers. What, me and Charles Manson? Yes. Wait, what? Yeah. I'm not a racist. Where was I? I really got, I'm not being funny. I can't see Charles Manson, you know, logging on playing 24 hours a while. That's not what they had in common. Mm. Well, I mean... Anyway, he was also... Fair, you can't, you can't really, you can't really go out and rape yeah. women and do bad shit if, you know, you just don't leave your house. It's really good. Is that what's stopping you? You don't leave your house? Otherwise, you'd be raping women? No, What's happening is, here, Mitchell? Is this an intervention? Can we move on, please? <laughs> yeah, go Okay. He was caught forging U.S. Treasury che- checks and was arrested and given a 10-year suspended sentence and probation. So what so does that mean? He was caught again forging shit. How much was he forging? Did I, didn't, I didn't see a number. I just saw the U.S. Treasury checks. So suspended sentence. He wasn't actually. He didn't go, went back to prison. Oh, so when so it, like so I what think that's when what you man. get a suspended sentence. Like, w- w- what is it like? I think it means like. Oh, I, wait, I could check that. I don't want. But I think he means like because he's on probation. So be careful if you commit another crime, you're going to prison for ten years immediately. Oh, that would make sense. I think um, that was it. Okay, suspended sentence is a legal term for a judge delaying of a defendant serving a sentence 
after they had been found guilty. Oh, so, so that means basically like you get slammed down with the, the 10 years, but you'll go to jail sometime later. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Fair enough. So he then moved uh, with the two women that he was pimping out to New, Ma- New Mexico. They moved to New Mexico. Oh, is that where Area 51 is? Is it run by Charles Manson? It's not in New Mexico. The Area yeah. 51 is in Nebraska, isn't it? Yeah, because it's close to Vegas. Nevada, Area 51. Nevada. And where's that close to? It's Vegas. I know it's right, close to Vegas. Right, Vegas is in Nevada, not Nebraska. Sorry about that. So we suck with maps. So, so was I closest? <laughs> I don't think so. Um, Someone needs to do geography California. again. It's near California. Ah. So No, but New Mexico is close to Mexico. Anyway, they then moved to Texas where he was arrested and charged with violating his probation, because I'm guessing that he couldn't leave the state. True. So uh, each state has he was rules. sent back to Los Angeles to serve his 10-year sentence, which, were, which was conditionally suspended on the basis that he would not violate his probation. Ah, uh, that'd be the one. So that means he's got, like, he's got that sentence, but basically he's got like a second chance. So if he fucks up again, he goes in prison. And he fucked up, and now he's in prison. Oh, fair play. Anyway, in July 1961, he was transferred from Los Angeles County Jail to the United States Penitentiary at McNeil Island, Washington. Uh, when Manson's release date came on, on March 21, 1967, he begged authori- authorities to let him stay in prison. Why? He spent all his life in prison. That's his home. True. Actually, this happens, to be fair, I think this happens to a lot of people. Yeah, apparently back to them to stay, but they said they, didn't, they couldn't do that. that. To be fair, that's why a lot of people end up staying in prison their entire life, because they, that's their home, that's, their, like, that's where they survive, yeah. and they can't function in society, which is a bit fucked. Yeah, from since he was a kid, he was going to like penitentiaries and schools for boys, because he was a delinquent. And then he started doing actual crimes and went to prison. And then and a he bunch of times. forever lives in prison. So Almost. He, that's, re- that's really sad, actually. Yeah. Imagine if your life was literally revolved around a four brick, a, like four walls, and yeah. you can't have any freedom. Yeah. That would fuck anyone up. That's a mess. Jesus. Yeah. Yikes. So once he got out, at age 32, he went, headed to San Francisco. And in San Francisco, that's where fam- the family, the Manson family, star was born. Oh, yes. So the- he met uh, Mary Brunner. She was working at the library at the University of California in Berkeley. And Manson moved in, uh, moved in with her. So they met, started dating, and he moved in. Okay, and this, this guy moves real quick. Apparently, he convinced her to start bringing uh, other women to live with him. As you do. What, well, as like a, hey, you know, we can make some money by renting some rooms out. We can More like, know. hey, I want to have sex with other women. Oh, okay. Why don't They could come live with us. I, 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 she, I, I like, don't judge people who have like polyamorous relationships, but that just sounds like a really strange. Yeah. I reckon, do I reckon? I reckon he sold it to her as. You know, we could rent this spare room out. We can make a bit of money. Maybe. When all along, all he wanted to do was 
slam. This sounds a bit like Hugh Hefner before his time. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Uh, explain that reference. Okay. Um, Playboy Mansion. Hugh it's Hefner living with like loads of young girls. True. Like, but then he also had there. a shit ton of money and he had a mansion. Whereas, whereas Charles, Ma- yeah, okay, there. So Charles Mansion probably, you know. Charles Mansion. <laughs> Charles yeah. Mansion, there we go. Oh, there you go. Uh, no, but th- that's what I'm saying is it must be like he must have looked at it from a different perspective because, like you say, they had a mansion and they were getting paid to be there. So he, the Charles Manson, he ain't living in a mansion. It's not Charles Manson. Mansion. mansion. No, um, he's living like in this apartment that's so not he, even his. It's Mary Brunner's apartment. So, I mean, that's... that's and there's myself. 18 yeah. other women. Yeah, so oh, she's and fucking minus. 18. Yeah. I, thought, I thought it was just, you know, yeah. like, I, I have a spare bedroom and I, you know, it's usually four people to come around, but yeah. it's like... At some point there were 18 women living with them. That, that's not, that's not like inviting your mates around. That's like a gangbang, like, 24 hours yeah. a day. It's yeah. disgusting. So you just uh, get, like, women you saw on the street, which I'm guessing were alone, maybe crying, vulnerable. vulnerable. And you uh, why don't you come to my place? I'll let you stay there for... And then you gave him, probably gave them drugs too. I mean, I I can imagine him walking around going, seeing like druggies and like like people yeah. who've lost everything and going, oh, yeah. this sounds like an advantage. Yeah, so That's he was fun. like the head of the family. So everything that they did was basically told by him. Explain, so, explain what you mean by the family. Of all of the people. They called themselves a family. All of the women. It was just him and like... 19 women, counting Mary Brunner, and he was the head of the family. They were a family. So instead of just being called a group or, you know, friends or anything... No, they called themselves a family. They were so worked up and being in this, yeah. like, thing, they were the family. Yeah. Yikes. So at points, he would tell them who they could have sex with. Because that sounds so, like, absolutely normal. Yikes. So, like, do you tell one of the girls, like, you go have sex with this guy? And I'm guessing that guy wouldn't give something to Charlie. Either drugs or money or whatever. Anyway, so he has 18 <laughs> women happened. living with him. Because why not? And he basically tells him what to do, who to have sex with. He gives him drugs. So more, more, more like a, a dictatorship, really. No, I mean, it, it was the start of a cult. It's the start yeah. of a natural cult. So some members said he represented like a Christ-like figure. And if you see some photos of him at the time, he has long brown hair. So are you saying like he looks like Jesus? He looks like Jesus. I was about to say like, yeah, Jesus. He looks a but bit like But how do you Jesus. know what Jesus looks like? Exactly. That's what fair. if Charles Manson was Jesus? Oh my, maybe. Charles Manson? <laughs> Manson. <laughs> we're, we're not <laughs> making this Charles Manson now. It's now the Charles okay, Manson that's Okay, that's, that's, that's the picture for the podcast. That's just going to be Charles' Charles. face on a picture of a mansion. Yeah. Sorted. Yeah. Anyway, so before this that summer ended, he and eight or nine of his enthusiasts, so women, piled onto an old school bus. Was it all women? Or did well, they, they called enthusiasts. It was, they weren't. Because they loved him. So no, was it okay. so... No, wait, 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 wait. Did they love him or were they brainwashed to love him? Ooh. Most people I'd say would, both. Would, would be brainwashed. I know this is... I would say both. So what, what's it called? Stockholm? Was it Stockholm Syndrome or what's he... There's a well, he didn't take them against their will. Yeah, that's true. Um, also, didn't, didn't the, the FBI do, do uh, like a 
do a thing where they kind of brainwash people into MK Ultra, yeah. MK Ultra, that's it, yes. Yeah. Let's not go into that, please. No, but uh, this sounds like fucking like the start of an MK Ultra back in like the 40s. It sounds like the start of a cult. Yeah, that's true. It sounds like Scientology. S- yeah, so they. <laughs> we should do one about Scientology sometime. Anyway, so yeah, they got into, an ab- into a bus and they roamed the US uh, uh, as far as Washington State. Then they went down to Los Angeles, New Mexico, and before returning to the Los Angeles area, where they lived in Topanga Canyon, Malibu. Fucking hot, sounds expensive. I'm guessing they lived in the bus. <laughs> they Maybe. lived in the bus. Maybe. What's your postcode? Um, it's a bus. It's the bus. Yeah. And some parts of Venice. So, like, they would go, like, they would stay night some part, somewhere in Malibu, and then the next day they would travel a bit down the city and spend the night there. But you say that, a little bit geeky. Should the bus would have a postcode because it'd be outside the place which has a postcode. Yeah. Thank you, Jim. So, technically, they would have a postcode. I'm guessing If you imagine an Amazon driver. Going along and sees a postcode and a random little. Well, you can. Li- can you bus. like put in the notes actually we're leaving in the bus? You Just could. Just look for a bus. But we all know Amazon drivers. If they turn up and your postcode and your house address doesn't like make sense and you're not in, they're throwing it over the fence so you're not getting your package. And we know what's in that package. Let's not go there. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so one day. You're like a dick in a box. Yeah. Okay, you. I was thinking more whips okay. and chains, but. Oh, continue. no. Okay, you can shut for a second now. Can we move on from that? When we please do. Okay, so one day, Dennis Wilson of the Beach Boys. <gasps> yes. I love the Beach Boys. He picked up two family, wo- two family women. So, two women of the family, Charles Manson. He picked them up and brought them to his house for a few hours. And then he went to record the session, and when we came, he came back the next morning, Charles Manson was in his driveway, leaving his house. Hold on, no, wait, wait, wait. So he le- he goes to the house with two women. He leaves them there. No, no, I'm saying no. I was thinking. So this was the Beach Boys, as in Dennis Wilson of the Beach like Boys, yes. Surfing USA yes. Beach Boys, yeah. Invites two random women to his house, mm-hmm. hopes that he's not going to get fucking ransacked. Well, he, I think he was hoping for sex. Obviously, but <laughs> he's hoping that he doesn't get fucking ransacked, and he, yeah. then he sees a random guy pulled up in his driveway. So he's not pulled up in his driveway. He's leaving his house. He's in the driveway, just leaving his house. So he's been Wouldn't inside Wouldn't that be the time to like think, actually, this is a bit fucked. Let's call the police. Anyway, so Wilson... This is, by the way, what Wilson says happened. Charles Manson says he met Wilson while uh, Wilson was buying weed from him. Ah, oh, sounds. So they're nice. telling two different things. The way Wilson tells it is that Manson was coming, was in his driveway, emerging from his house, mm-hmm. and Wilson asked him uh, whether he intended to hurt him. Mm-hmm. And Manson said that no, he had no such intent, and began kissing his feet, Wilson's feet. So he bent down, started kissing his feet, uh, which not a normal thing. And then when uh, De- Dennis Wilson entered his house, there were 12 women, all strangers, just hanging out. I think, <laughs> I mean, if you're invited to for a bit of sex, having 12, I think that's, I think he was quite happy with that. Anyway, instead of, I don't know, saying get the fuck out of my house, 
and never show up here again. I'm getting befriended, kind of befriended uh, Charles Manson because then he paid for studio time so Manson could record his songs. What? Which, by the way, if you go on YouTube, you can hear Charles Manson songs. I, I, I really don't want to. That's the first thing Mitch was going to do straight after this podcast. It really isn't. Yeah. So, so Charles Manson end up recording in the same studio that they did the Beach Boys music, I presume, or some of the songs or, or something. Probably, yeah. So and he then, paid for and the studio he, so Manson he, could sing and play his songs. He paid for the studio and yeah. in that deal, I imagine, was having sex with these women. Basically, this is fucked. This is really so. Instead fucked. of surfing USA for the Beach Boys, he'd be surfing women uh, in Charles Mansion. Charles, yeah, yeah. There's Charles Manson <laughs> in a mansion again. Yeah. Oh my god, uh, that's this gives a whole new light on the Beach Boys. They're like one of my favorite bands, and now I know that one of them's like involved in Charles Mansion. Well, let's put it this way: at oh least Charles uh, Mansion wasn't working on the BBC in the 1980s. Well, wait, what? Tim, we're not getting into a Jimmy Savile conversation. No, like, what's happening? Right, not happening. Um, yeah, you don't get a reference, do you? I don't know. Have you? Do you know? Uh, Have Jimmy, you Jimmy Savile. Uh, not really. So, really? just in do like in, in in like a paragraph, in like a few sentences, basically, Charles, uh, Charles, uh, Jimmy Savile was touching up little kids and going to like. Like mental hospitals on like uh, hospitals for children and raping them, and everyone in the whole UK loved him, and he got away with it for years. And they only a... they only really knew about him and their all his stories after he passed away. Also Not even passed away; he fucking died, and he should have died a lot sooner. That guy's yeah. a f- that guy's disgusting. She also had um, Gary Glitter as well. Oh my god, we're we're going down a rabbit hole. Uh, let's we're get going let's, off topic. Here, let's, so... let's, let's let's find out what happened with Charles Manson. <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, Dennis Wilson also introduced him to some entertainment acquaintances, so other producers, businessmen, men, including Greg Jacobson, yep. Terry Melcher, who was the son of Doris Day, okay. and Rudy Altobelli, who owned the house which Sharon, Sharon Tate and Roland Polanski was living in. Was it a mansion? I was going <laughs> to say mansion. that. Oh, okay. I don't think it was a mention, but you know. Anyway, in August, in August of 1968, he moved the family to Spawn Ranch, which used to be a movie uh, set. So Actually. they would film westerns there. It was pretty cool, abandoned, but whatever. They moved in there. After that, that sounds actually quite cool. Living after on, like, the, mini- the manager of uh, Dennis Wilson evicted them. So basically they were living in Dennis Wilson's house. And the man, his manager was like, you guys need to get out of here. <laughs> so they went and moved to a nearly abandoned uh, movie set. Spawn to be Ranch. fair, as, if you were as a kid, you're saying that you could live on a Western like movie set, or well, sounds quite cool. Yeah. Until you say yeah. the word Charles Mansion and go, okay. yeah, yeah, it sounds a bit dodgy. Who wants to guess how they were allowed to live there? Because there was like uh, an older guy who took care of it. Who was uh, very uh, old, the, Hollywood nearly set blind. Of the, man, the movie set. This one ranch, which is not a movie set anymore, used to be. So you said that guy was blind? Nearly blind. Uh, please don't tell me you took advantage of that. So basically you would send women to have sex with the old man. So he, they were allowed to stay there. 
Oh, I thought that was going to go something worse. I thought he was going to... He's not going to kill him. No, not even that. I thought he was going to say, oh, there's only one or two people there because he couldn't see what they were, like how many people were there. So the men would just have sex with the women and he allowed them to stay there. To be fair, that's not even that bad. That's fine. Well, it's bad from the old guy. Just thinking, well, he's taking advantage of an older guy. Not even that. The older guy had his own decision. He, he, He ended up having sex with people... Like I'd probably say daily, weekly, whatever, for just using a thing that he has in his back back garden or something. So it's not, it's not, it's not terrible. It's not drugs or something stupid. That's fine. Fair. Um, it's yeah. not fine, but it's fine. Yeah, in November of that year, also established some alternative headquarters in Death Valley, where they occupied two unused ranches, Myers and Barker. So they had different like little bases of operation. Uh, he then started saying that racial tensions between black people and white people were about to erupt. And he predicted that the black people would rise up in rebellion in American cities. So black people would take over America. That was but his prediction. What, what year is this? Uh, 1968, 1969. So, so this is all, uh, all along the whole black and white divided uh, American, you know, get to the back of the bus type time. Uh, or was that slightly, after? slightly after? Yeah. Wasn't it? I think I'm yeah, well, sure well it's the time of like Black Panthers. So he didn't like the Black Panthers, which were a, ba- a big uh, black rights movement. So I, so I imagine because of where he's from, it was, it was his mind was still set on yeah. the old ways. Sorry, let me rephrase that: the old fucked up ways. Continue. Yeah. So he explained that the social turmoil that he'd been predicting had also been predicted by the Beatles. And that's what the White Album was about. So the Beatles wrote the White Album. One of the best albums of all time, yes. Yeah, and he declared, Manchin declared that all of it, what he was predicting, the rebellion of black people against white Americans, was foretold in the songs in code. I know the songs on there, and I didn't want to, I didn't want to create a cult. I didn't want to end up living on the ranch. That's, that's... That's fucked. That is, that's just taking something out of completely out of context. That's yeah. very strange. That's where the Elter Skelter came from. He called this movement Elter Skelter from the white. That's movement. not what the song meant. What is the song about? You just find out. Just Google it. Just Google it. Trust me. No, you know the album, I, right? I, yes. So tell us what the like the song is about. This I. Uh, what I do? What I do? I put this. I put. I want to put the track in there. I'll put the track in there. And you you, we can put the track in there. I can. Copyright. You I, I, I'm Copyright. Put, I put a, what I do is I'll put a clip in. Of you singing it. Of Rita singing it. Um, <laughs> no, and then I'm going to let the viewers yeah. decide. Sorry, the viewers. I'm going to let the listeners decide what the uh, what the lyrics of How to Scout actually means. And once you listen to it, you'll, you'll know that the, what he's going on about is completely wrong. Continue. So according to an article that I've seen... Elter Skelter was written about an amusement park, which doesn't sound like a war coming in. Yes, you're right. It's I mean, I've, I've been, I haven't been to tons of amusement parks, I'll be honest. When I think of them, I don't think, holy shit, war is about to start. Depends what your viewpoint is. I guess. I mean, the only time I can envisage war at a theme park is when there's a three hour queue for a ride. 
Yeah, you're right. Maybe he had a bad time when he was in Park. Actually, if he was close to like California, maybe he'd been to like Disneyland and didn't get like a fast pass. When did wanted... Disneyland open? Oh, that was 1950... 1959, was it? Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, what was it? 90... It was open in the late 60s, for sure. No, uh, no, it was 1959, I think. Or I think that was around about that time. So maybe that was it. He went to uh, Disneyland. So did he go to Disneyland? A black family was in front of him. Yep. He listened to Elta Skelter. And boom, and put, war is coming. Yeah, definitely. Or he didn't get the fast... Uh, he didn't get like fast pass to like... Yeah. I don't know... Hollywood Tower Terror, and he had to stay in line for like three hours because that ride's like the best ride of all time. What a shame. I want to do a Disney podcast. <laughs> Completely off topic. Hey. It's on topic. It's, it's always on topic. They're, they're, people link uh, Disney to like the far right movement as well because people are weird. Yeah. We're doing a podcast on that. Are we all weird? Um, isn't, well. isn't every one of us weird their own unique way? I'm, I'm perfect. Uh, oh. I know I'm perfect in every single way. I'm weird and tired. That, that's a that's a bit of both, isn't it? You're yeah, but you're tired every day. Not every day. Not every day. So uh, throughout throughout 69, 1969, he started talking more to his members about Elder Skelter, and the war was coming. And if it didn't come soon enough, then maybe they should help it along. Just you know, give a little nudge. By doing what? By doing crimes. Anyway, so Cass, at the beginning you said that when you thought of Charles Manson, you thought of a murderer and an evil man. Yeah. He actually never murdered anyone. See, Te- I that was techni- Technically. He tried, which I'll get into, but he actually never murdered anyone. See, that I'm quite surprised by that because that is usually my first assumption when you when you speak about somebody on the news who's done a lot of bad things. That is usually the first thing that you would go to about somebody about bad person but now that i've read up about knowing more about him and his backstory still bit of a sick guy twisted guy but i i just my first assumption when i first heard about his name i thought he did i don't know if it's that for everyone i don't know if you hear some kind of um, person on the news who's done a bad thing does anyone else think the first thing is murder I think so, because when you think of his mur- the crimes, which were the Tate and LaBianca murders, you'd think somebody who was in jail for it for the rest of his life would have actually killed some of those people. Yeah. Mitchell, That's get off your phone, please. Yeah. Um, I'm being offended right now. Hey, be quiet. You're not, Re- you're not Greta, you're Rita. Stop getting offended. I'm, I'm very offended. <laughs> But while he never actually killed somebody, he did try. So in uh, July, yeah, in July, sorry, in in May of 1969, he shot a drug dealer named Bernard Latsapapa Crow. Oh, what a Uh, name! Lots of Papa, lots of Papa, lots of Papa Crow. After they argued about a drug payment. So Martin Manson shot him, left him for dead, and thought he'd actually killed him. But he didn't. Oh. So he thought he'd killed uh, this drug dealer, which was a black man. Of course. But so, so was it over the drugs, or was it just because he was a black man? Or was could it be a bit of both. But, so they had an argument about drug payments. So 
Uh, I think Charles Manson didn't have enough money to buy him for drugs. Uh, I'm not surprised living so, on a farm boom, with boom. no fucking job. You probably haven't got enough money. Well, they made money like from stealing and selling sex. Yikes. But yeah, so he shot him and left him for dead. And he actually thought he killed him. But uh, Bernard here, lots of papa, <laughs> did, not, did not die. And actually went kind of into hiding. And only resurfaced at the trial to say that, yeah, that was the guy that killed me. Tried to kill me. How lucky do you have to be to to survive? Not only I mean, I guess shot. like depends on where you shot. I guess it, it's it like could have been an open, it could have been a certain it wouldn't have been a deep wound. It would have been so don't yeah side. don't comment on this. But I, mean, I guess he was probably shot around the shoulder chest area and yeah. fell down and just lay no there. No internal organs. And Charles Manson in his black is like ran away and then he like Soon went to a hospital or something. Now that's very lucky. Yeah. Two months later, after that, Manson told his followers to steal money from his friend, Gary Hinman. And they went in, they took him, they took him to Spawn Ranch, and they held him for two days, like hostage. Why? For his money, which he didn't have much. <laughs> like, honestly, he didn't, he didn't have any money. So uh, Manson cut Hinman's ear and then told Bobby Biosley to kill Hinman. So, after, so, I, so I guess he learned not to do the shit himself. Yeah. So then this time he didn't kill, actually, he didn't kill Gary. He told somebody to do it. So and he, he did it. So he had like an alibi and like a clean sheet. Yeah. Which is messed up in a, in a different really way. That's Imagine, imagine being that powerful that you can just tell to kill this person. You're like, hey Tim, do you know that person that like got in your way the other day? Quickly going, uh, you know, shoot him for him, please. And you go, yeah, sure, mate. I'll go do it for free. Don't you worry. It's a bit fucked up. That's not even fucked up. That's just like, that's like complete like mental like, what's the word like? That's just like mentally controlling other people, like completely manipulative. Manipulative, that's the word. Manipul yeah. That's true yeah. MK Ultra shit. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how they like. I don't think I would ever do it. Like, I guess they were drugged. That's the thing. They like they're on tons of LSD because it's the sixties and flower power and whatever. So they're doing drugs every day, and the guy that's giving them drugs is asking them to do this and they do it because they want more drugs True. and then if they don't do it maybe they're afraid that Manson will kill them or tell somebody else to kill them or just stop giving them drugs well I mean there's been cases where uh, on other crimes uh, like the abductor manages to convince the person that they're abducting that they're doing it for like a good cause yeah. So I think it's very likely that they were completely brainwashed to do exactly what they were told, even with or without the drugs. Um, yeah. I just think the drugs were an accelerant. Like, they were just kind of like... They, that was the reason, but not actually what happened. Yeah. Um, it's crazy to think that you can actually... Any one of us can be completely brainwashed. Like, if, if someone chooses to, they can completely brainwash you um, if you got targeted. It's a bit scary. 
you could just be like sat there like doing your day-to-day stuff and next next few days and next few months you're doing something completely different and you think that's completely normal just because someone says to do it yeah. that is messed up that is some mk ultra bullshit yeah Yikes. it's fucking it's weird it's um, scary uh, Stop waving at the fucking aeroplane. I want to be on one. Him. I want to be on an aeroplane. We'll take a trip to uh, to America, to a desert. We'll take the podcast on tour. We'll have podcasts on tour. Anyway, because uh, Elder Skelter knew it happened, the family, Manson family, tried to blame Hinnon's death on the Black Panthers. Okay. So they wrote political piggy. So, um, so explain what uh, the Black Panthers were uh, to anyone that doesn't know. Uh, so the Black Panthers were this uh, uh, movement in the 60s by black people who wanted equal rights. That, that just sounds, that sounds normal. That sounds fucking... Yeah. So basically, they, because they put their head above the precipice, they just kind of got shot down for it. I, I'm not <laughs> super knowledgeable on the history of that, but... Just by the sound, like, the sound, by yeah, the sound of the definition, that they sounds. probably got into some problems with the police for protesting their right, like for the rights, and probably got a bad rap amongst white people. Well, so they were trying to blame not just white, not white people, Americans. Amer- well, Americans are more than just white people. Yeah, but America. America, fuck you. Yeah. Uh, we're not saying all Americans are bad, but uh, a lot of you are. <laughs> That's not true. Uh, so <coughs> they wrote true. political piggy and the Black Panther symbol in blood on the wall, Hopeful, hoping that the police would see it. And it was, and they immediately thought, well, that's a Black Panther. They did it. Case closed. That did not happen. And Bio Soleil, I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing that name wrong was arrested for the murder and taken into custody on August 6th of 1969. Ooh. Yeah. Not, <laughs> not, not long to go till the Beatles actually like do the whole rooftop goodbye shit. Yeah, so maybe he was predicting that too. And it was Probably was. Um, anyway, Manson kind of freaked out when the guy was taken into custody. He was afraid that he would crack under pressure and tell everyone that Manson told him to kill him, and that tell police that Manson shot uh, lots of papa. That is such a cool <laughs> name. I don't. I don't care. Lots I don't care papa. if it's even his only his drug dealer name. That is yeah. an amazing name. Uh, and then after that, two other members were arrested for stealing a credit card. Yeah, they were arrested, which made. Uh, Manson freak out even more and start raging about shit. Uh, so, <laughs> they, so what did they just? They stole a credit card. Stole were, a credit card. They were caught and they also went to prison, or what? Not prison. They were in custody. But as we all know, the, the I don't know if it was different back then. But police yeah. don't usually investigate something small like that. So do you think the police? The well, police were basically on it. It wasn't just. I'm guessing it wasn't just two. It was. It, was, it gave him like a, them. Two people like that happened to sell a credit card. It was probably they lived in Spawn Ranch, which probably meant they weren't the cleanest of people. They probably had. They probably looked like druggies. 
And, and I and imagine that in that... They assumed that they were going to use the credit card to buy yeah. more drugs. And because it was Get tied to, to Charles drugs. Manson, I guess that... Well, they the didn't know that Charles Manson existed yet. No, but I reckon it gave... If you have that many people on a ranch living, the police probably knew what was going on anyway. But they probably knew something, like some a bunch of hippies and were just leaving there. It. And they were just like... Although, you know, me might not agree with this or, you know, this might not be what I call correct or, uh, but there's no law getting broken. They might have yeah, just been like... they didn't think it was a problem yet. No, um, which is wild. Yeah. Yeah, that, to be fair, that happens a lot with police. Is they, they know something bad's going on, but it's no law broken, so they keep an eye on them. So this might be a reason for them to kind of get involved and see what's going on. So do you think American police or like Chief Wigan? Um, that's very stereotypical Tim we like Americans on here Uh, you guys actually do a really good job so uh, yeah we're not we're not throwing any shade at you guys just Americans Uh, stop please Uh, where was I yeah so the other two got caught so now he had three uh, family members in custody in the police and Charles Manson went crazy what are you guys stop please Come on. Anyway. So his brilliant idea was, let's murder more people. So people... Sounds so, very logical. So the your Shelly guy uh, could be... Fucking stop doing whatever the fuck you're doing. Basically, no, obviously, nobody can see this, but the men in this podcast are always on their phones. Hey, I'm just saying him to stop touching the table because it's, it's, it's I, I can see the I can see the the waves on my on audacity going. Also, stop hanging on your phones and doing like weird gestures. I'm trying to focus here. Well, I'm trying to do some research. Just... Uh, Tim, you had all week to do research. Stop lying to me, Tim. What? Uh, Where was I? To be fair, what he's actually doing, he's just probably looking at like. When's Swansea playing the next thing, or when's this t- team playing the next thing? Probably. Oh no, he's actually uh, doing research. He actually provided questions. He actually googled really quickly. I'm sorry, Tim. Continue. Can I Go continue? to the open tab and it's Swansea. So Charles Manson's idea of proving that the Your Soleil guy didn't kill uh, Gary Hinman was to do more murders. That way, if he's in prison, well, he's not the guy then. And they would release him and not tell him, not tell anything else about on him. So, the, so, the, so the, they're basically the problem to resolve murder charges. You kill more people, basically. That what? So, right. so that's basically like putting the murderer, putting the murderer in prison and hoping that there's no more murders. Instead of going, we've got the murderer, so there won't be any more murders, or we no. might have got the murderer, so let's try and look for the other murderer. Well, his idea was, uh, if he's in prison or in custody, and they murdered more people, that would prove that he wasn't the one that killed Hinman, and then releasing the Bolas Soleil guy. But what's not to say that they both weren't fucking murderers? Well, that's what happened, basically. Exactly. Just throwing more people under the fucking bus. So two days after the Bolas Soleil guy was uh, arrested, Charles Manson told Tex Watson, Susan Atkins, Linda Kazabian, and Patricia Krenwinkel to go to the house where 
Melcher used to live. So Melcher was Terry Melcher, which Dennis was introducing him. And Manson was trying to try to get a record deal with him or something. Oh, what, for when they were in the studios? Yeah, so he wanted to, Manson wanted to do an album. As you do. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you do? Oh, you know, so I, make, that, I make music and that lot. And, you know, just on yeah. my off time, I, I have a pe- I have load of people that follow me as like a cult. Yeah. So he was pissed at Terry Melcher, although he didn't used didn't live there. That's why that house was started, because that was the house where Terry Melcher used to live. And he told him to went there and to destroy, totally destroy everyone, uh, as gruesome as you can. Oh yikes! Uh, so on the night of August eight, nineteen sixty nine. Uh, Tex Watson took Susan Atkins, Lenny Cabassi, and Patricia Walker to that house and, well, the Tate murders happened, which was why they became famous, because they murdered Sharon Tate, which was a famous actress that was married to Roman Polanski. So how are these, I don't want to go into gruesome details, but how were the murders carried out? Was it? Was it like a quick run-in, shot, boom, boom, dead? Or Unfortunately, was it more... no. So on oh, that night, uh, they killed five people. Sharon Tate, who was eight months pregnant. Oh, for fuck's sake. Uh, a friend, an ex-boyfriend, Jay Sembring, a screenwriter, I believe. I'm sorry for pronouncing his name <laughs> wrong. Wojciech uh, yes, Fryakowski. And his girlfriend... Abigail Fogger, uh, and also Steve Parent, an eight-year-old who was visiting William Garrison, who was like the caretaker of the house and live, lived in a guest house a little bit away from the main house. So they lived in a mansion. <laughs> they lived in a pretty big house. Uh, so on that night, uh, they got into the car and they parked uh, at the bottom of the hill that led to the estate, so the house and walked up to the house. And strangely, Lyndon Cabassian, they, she stayed in the car. I didn't quite, I don't quite understand why they didn't take her, but Tex walks, uh, Watson do told think, her to stay in the car. Do you think she like chicken out the last minute, kind of like, or, or was it more strategic, like sit in the car and then beat the horn or something because there's someone that comes up? Um, I don't think so, no. Because she went, she went there. Form, she form, just no, stayed out. She went there, she just stood outside, like, kind of keeping watch, I guess. But, like, what was she supposed to do? Like, there's, like, screaming inside. She just, just sat there, like... She just sat there and just listening to the screams. Do you know what it reminds me of? Have you seen the movie Ali G in the house? No, I haven't. Um, they're just, like, uh, it goes, oh, um, just, just beat the horn, uh, just, like, beat the horn if you hear any trouble. I yeah. reckon she would just sat there kind of going, watching out, and then she'll beep, and then the, those guys can all fucking run off. That's probably what happened, I imagine. Um, but I don't know, we'll have to have a look into that. Yeah, continue. Uh, anyway, so when they got there, they parked the car, but then they saw headlights approaching them from the property, so Watson ordered the women to hide in bushes. As you do. And he stepped out and war- ordered the approaching driver to a halt, so basically I stood in front of the car get him to stop 
and the 18 year old was driving he had been visiting the property's caretaker so uh watson went up to the window and pulled the 22 caliber revolver at the young dude and he begged them not to kill him claiming he didn't know anything and then instead of shooting him which he had the gun pointing at him why didn't he first lunged at uh, the guy with the knife, parent with a knife, gave him a slash on the palm of his hand, and then shot him four times in the chest. Why and did he why did slice him on the hand? I don't know why, like... Could it be like a symbolism? I, was gonna, I, I don't know, he, like a, he had a gun and attacked him first with a knife, and then shot him four times. Did he ever do that like knife hand thing again, or before? No, he didn't. They stabbed people, yeah. Uh, yeah. He then, Watson then ordered the women to help push the car further up the driveway. So, so the car wouldn't be, like, seen in the driveway with the dead p- person inside. I think. It's raining now. Um, but yeah, no, so, um... If you can hear that, because it's start pouring down. Okay. I love the UK. It's great. It's like it rains ninety nine point nine percent of the time. You might get an odd sunny day. Yeah. Uh, so after they killed uh, Stephen Parent, they uh, walked to the front lawn and Linda Cabassian uh, helped search for open window to the main house. And when they discovered one, Watson cut the screen of the window so they could get in. He then told Cabassian to keep watch down by the gate. She walked over to a parent's car and waited. Uh, they removed the screen and entered to the window. Watson removed the screen and entered the window, and then he opened the door for Atkins and Crowinkle to open, to walk through the front door. Uh, they, <laughs> yeah. So that's they then when they entered, uh, sleeping Frykowski was. Uh, sleeping in the couch in the living room and Watson kicked him in the head he went Falkowski I'm sorry about that name why did he kick him in the head why didn't he just shoot him I don't know to wake him up because they're evil people so when Falkowski asked him who he was and what he was doing here or there uh, Watson replied I'm the devil and I'm here to do the devil's, devil's business He's, he's definitely some... So they didn't, they, like... Def- Charles, Charles told them to do it as gruesome as they could, and instead of just sh- shooting people and getting over it with... Instead of, just, did instead the, of rocking up, leaving no evidence, they just... And just they know, did what Charles wanted, as gruesome as they could. Whilst they just sat there, like, you know, sleeping or whatever, quickly shoot him in the head and then leave him, they woke him Be up. Be as painful, painless as possible. Yeah, they just woke him up and did like the worst thing that he could have done that is horrible uh so then uh, atkins uh, with crinkle's help they found the other three occupants of the house and they bring brought them to the living room and they tied them up uh they tied them all up tate and sabring so uh, jay sabring they were tied together by their necks with some rope they brought and slung over one of the room ceiling beams. So like they tied one of the necks, slung the rope over the beam and then tied the other guy to the other end of the rope by the neck too. Ouch. Yeah. 
So essentially, uh, if one if one went off of it, the other one would die. Yeah, they were like strangle each other. So they both had to like stand there and just like hope that someone doesn't kick up whatever's underneath them away. Yeah. Yeah. So Jace Ring started protesting because they were treating Sharon Tate quite roughly, and she was pregnant. So oh, he started protesting they, they, to like they start having some like some like morals like when they're there just killing people. Yeah. So like Jay Sabrina started protesting and because of Sharon was pregnant and Tex Watson's response was to shoot him. Yeah. So why did they shoot why did they shoot him? Why did why didn't they just you know, let them fall from the I guess there was some slack in the rope. It wasn't suit that tight, I guess. And I imagine the rope would have to be very strong to hold two people. Yeah. I mean, they were like, I don't think they were like hanging from it. They were just tied to it. They were like sitting or kneeling or standing up, but they weren't hanging from it, just tied. Just basically to stop them fighting back. Yeah, I guess. At some point, they took uh, Abigail Folger back to her bedroom to get her purse. Uh, which then she gave seventy dollars to the intruders. Unfortunately, that didn't prompt them to leave. After that, Watson Watson then stabbed the groaning Sabring seven times. So Jay Sabring was still alive after he was shot. Yep. And he was groaning, and so Tex Watson stabbed him seven more times. To kind of not have another uh, trial case where you think you shot, you you think you do, but you don't. Make sure they were dead. Like, have as much blood as possible because they were fucking gross people. Uh, I, I don't, sorry, I, I don't get how someone, anyone, can see another person and and do this to them. There must be something in their mind that is different to everyone else's. Maybe. Unless everyone's got in their mind, but only the you know, you have to either get unlocked in your head or it's just. It's just in your head. I, I, I don't know. I, I'm going to put some more research into this because this definitely is... The psychology of murderers is, is a topic that I'd love to cover, but yeah. I have no reason or no knowledge of going there. Because um, it must be some innate, like, tribal thing in your head, like, where you can kill someone or something, um, unless we're all just kind of, you know... Yeah. Yikes. Um, so Tim's showing us a picture of Charles Manson later in prison. I'm just intrigued. He's actually got a swastika on his forehead. So yeah, that was after after he went to prison. He cut. I think he cut. He first, cut an X rigid, didn't he? He, then... cut, he cut an X into his forehead and then he got a swastika. Fuck hell. Um, um, some people yeah. are, some people are just beyond he- like help. You can't help them. No, yeah, I don't think so. Uh, so Frykowski's hands were, had been bound with a towel, and he, and he managed to free himself from the towel, which who ties somebody else with a towel? That's like asking for the person to be <laughs> to free themselves. You might as well just fucking like put them together with a cardboard. You can just easily fucking get out of a towel. <laughs> Yeah, so he began struggling with Atkins trying to get freed, and he was stabbed. Uh, she starts stabbing his legs uh, to try 
get him off her. He, she was guarding him. Yeah. Great guard, by the way. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. He managed to get his way towards the front door, onto the porch, and then Tex Watson caught up with him and struck him over the head with a gun multiple times. After that, he stabbed him and I, then I, I, shot I him twice. I back to it. Why, why wouldn't they just, you know shoot him then stab the fuck out of him and then just be like yeah we've done it the gruesome way as possible like surely it's more work for them to start i know it sounds really gruesome but like to do all this because i don't think they really know what they're doing they, they've just been told to do a thing they probably weren't sober or it's like it's like anything you turn up to your your first day at a job you ain't got a clue what you're doing and so you're just doing any anything you can to try and look like you know, you're not a complete amateur. And no, the, the whole thing was a mess. And by the sound of it, this was like amateur hour number one. Yeah. So Linda Cabassian, who was by the car, uh, oh, she's keeping still watch. She's still outside at this point. Yeah. She she started hearing uh, screaming, and she walked towards the house, and she said to try and stop the massacre. She told Atkins that somebody was coming. So she says she tried. She tried to stop it. But she wanted Halfway to drive through. Sorry? Surely, surely you just drive on and get away from there. No. No. It, that's the thing, because it was a, by the sound of it, because they were a family. Yeah. She probably got like, she did. Let's say, for example, like your your family member or someone your like, close friend is in trouble. What do you not do? You don't just fucking ditch them and just leave them, would you? Yeah. So and. During the trial, like, we can talk a bit more about yeah. her because she was an important uh, person to get them to actually be convicted. I, I mean, And she talks about why she didn't leave the... Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's right simple. Away. It must have just been, like, you know, they they were a, fa- they were a family as such, so you don't... You also, don't you just other. saw a bunch of your uh, family members brutally killing people. You'd be afraid, like, you're going to turn on me if I do something. Yeah, that's true. That is right? very true. You you don't provoke your attackers. And by the sound of it, yeah. they, although she was, they were attacking someone else, she didn't want to provoke him. Yeah. So back um, inside the house, uh, Abigail Folger w- had escaped from Carwinkle and fled out, of, out to the, uh, from the bedroom door to the pool area. Uh, she was pursued by Carwinkle, who caught her, stabbed her, and then finally tackled her down to the ground. So she ran away. So this was the pregnant one, right? No, this was her friend. Okay. So she managed to free herself. She ran away, crinkle, crinkle, stab, managed to call her, stab her. She ran away again, and then she was tackled to the ground. She was then killed by Watson, who stabbed her 28 times. 28? Yeah. times not yeah. not a, a you know one or two stab just to make sure this was a crazed fucker who yeah. who basically s- saw that they were no longer alive and just kept going because they'd probably enjoyed it yeah. and as this was that happening that makes me fucking sick Fry Kowalski who's been stabbed and shot two times and whacked in the head by the gun still managed to struggle across the lawn trying to escape until finally Watson, Tex Watson murdered him with 51. He managed to stab him 51 times 
and finally killed him. I thought 20-odd was bad. 51 In total, time. yeah. So this guy... Also, how resilient is this guy? He was shot... Shot <laughs> twice. He, he, he was whacked in the head. He was he, stabbed in the legs. He's seen the, the, the worst things. And he still managed to try and escape. He wasn't... He couldn't, unfortunately, but... More importantly, how big is his mansion? I, I don't know. Oh, Probably like a few bedrooms. They had a pool. They had a pool. Big front lawn. Yeah. Really. Uh, yeah. So the last one alive was how uh, was Tate. Uh, she was still inside the house. She apparently begged them to like take her and let her live until her baby was born. And like just offered herself as a hostage, so her baby could live. Because right now, like, all of her friends are dead. And her mind is not saving herself, it's saving the baby, so she offered herself as hostage. Imagine being in that position where you know you're going to die anyway. And yeah, so she, she didn't want to save the baby. What happened? Uh, either Atkins or Watson, we're not sure who, because they keep changing the stories. They are both. They killed Tate, who was stabbed 16 times. Uh, Tex Watson later wrote that as she was being killed, Tate cried uh, for her murder. You, um, that's. Just continue. I can't. It's I can't. I'm, I'm barely. I'm barely processing this. This is fucked. Uh, yeah. Just continue. Yeah. So before they, just, they went to the house in Spawn Ranch, Manson told the women to leave uh, a sign. So uh, using the towel that had bound Rakowski's hands, Atkins wrote pig on the house's front door in Tate's blood. They then left and on the way to Spawn Ranch, they changed out of, the, of their clothes and disposed them on the hills along with the weapons. So like they got off the car, changed clothes, and just threw them everything down a hill. So it's like ugh. It, by the sounds of it, I don't even know. Do you think they were being clever and trying to like try and stop as much like evidence from being like found? And by bunching everything up, chucking it down. Well, they there wanted and... to link the. Um, this murdered back to Gary Hinsman murder murder because they wrote political political piggies in his blood, yep. and now they wrote pig in Sharon Tate's blood. So they want like they want they thought that this would start a war between black and white people. That's what Charles Manson wanted because Elter Skelter and all that shit. I mean, you've been quiet, Cass. I, I don't know what to, to, to say on the matter. I'm just listening to the story itself because I've never really heard of the full story. I, I've heard of the name. Yeah. I've heard of her, but I didn't know the full story of what had actually happened to her and to the other people. So I didn't put any comments towards it because to me, that's a whole new story that I've never actually heard of the, the whole story before of what had actually happened. Um, what? But it is sick of what happened to each of those people. 
but from in your mind do you think what you like you knew that she was like murdered yeah i've heard the name would you would you even in your wildest nightmares think that it'd be like this No, because I just think that it would be a brutal murder. The majority of murders can be quite brutal. And this wasn't. No, it is. It is. It's just that when you when you when you read about stories of people that be murdered, especially like famous people, it's it's very rare when you when you read up stories about famous people that have been murdered. Um, But the majority of the people that have been murdered over time in different kinds of stories in, in the history. Obviously, all of them are going to be brutal. That was brutal. So that's worse than what you've imagined. No, it's it's just it's it's the same as any other kind of story of someone who's been murdered. It's you when you when somebody says about somebody that was killed um, or murdered by somebody, you think, okay, this is going to be a brutal story, and it's it's horrible in what way they are in what way they are killed. The the ways that there's so many ways people can be murdered. And when you hear, like, if they've been stabbed or shot, even worse scenarios, it's, it's horrible to hear. It's horrible to hear what they went through. Yeah, I, I totally agree. But um, we'll discuss this at the end. So, um, yeah, it's just very difficult to process. I mean, um, for many of us, it's not our first radio in terms of, you know, listening and watching, like, crime stories. Yeah. But it's when you're sat there, like, listening to a story... You're just focusing on that. Focusing on else. it and then thinking about it and then in one makes the, the whole crime... One of the sentences, one of the questions that goes through your head, why would somebody do something like that? Yeah, yeah. I've got to say the same thing. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's just sitting here, listening to a story. Because I, I imagine a lot of people listening to this now would be kind of, you know, walking around, going to work, going to school, going to, you know, a doctor's appointment or going to this, that and the other or sat at home, you know, doing other stuff. Yeah. If you actually take a moment and actually think about, like, put yourself into that into that room. Yeah. Imagine it. It's it puts a face to a name. If you imagine it was you there, that makes it a completely different type yeah. of story. So I knew the story before, and I've seen lots more podcasts and documentaries, but just reading. Just reading it out loud, it's so much. It's so. I think. I think as much as pictures, kind of. So pictures tell a thousand words, obviously. But I think if you're listening to this, especially for some of us for the first time, you create, you create him so much more vividly than any reconstruction ever could. Um, so you you're probably thinking in your mind like what actually happened oh well i've got I've, I've got a creative mind every time i read something especially if i'm reading just a book i can the, for, for me it's, it's it's a skill but sometimes it can be a bit hard especially when you hear read stuff like that it's that every time i read a book i can't help but watch it in my head as if i'm watching it on the tv so just listening to that i could actually see in my head what it if it's put into a lot of detail I could vividly see it in my head how it plays out, how it goes out with the story, and it's no, it's yeah, it's absolutely crazy when you think about it. But um, right, let's get back to the story. Uh, yeah. So one day you went back to Spawn Ranch in the early hours of August 9th. Uh, they told Charlie what happened, 
and he wasn't very happy with it. What do you mean he wasn't very happy with it? Surely, so, it, surely it was like exactly kind of what he wanted. It seems he was displeased with the panic of the vic- victims. So I guess in his mind, it would have been they got in, they killed everyone, they wrote pig or political piggies again in the wall, and then got out of there. I guess he didn't like that. Some of them managed to escape for a few he, he, seconds. He thought the whole thing was a bit too messy, but not too in a messy. good way. Yeah. Well, I say good way. Good way for him. Yes. Uh, so he, on the, that day, he uh, ordered six family members, just uh, four from the previous night, plus Leslie Van Houten and Steve uh, Clem Glogan to go with him, and he was going to show them how to do it. When you say show them how to do it, like a murder? Yeah, so he was going to, like... Kill someone else. Teach them how to actually do it. Fuck. Um, so he told uh, Linda Kazabian where to go, and they ended up at uh, La Bianca's home. So uh, Lino La Bianca and Rosemary La Bianca's home. Now, nobody's actually sure why he picked that house. There's no definite reason. It, surely, but it sounds like they're, they're, they're too calculated to, for it to just to be a driving down the street, let's pick a house. Yeah, so they do. drove quite a few hours looking around. Yeah, so they must have been very calculated in what yeah. they were doing. So, like, most people agree that he chose their house based on the fact that he, one time, one time he went to a party nearby. So he knew... He knew the area. He knew the area. He knew where... It wasn't like a. It wasn't something like where he used to live or somewhere. It's just kind of he knew what he was expecting. Yeah, he, he knew went to where a party to there. go. He know he knew where he to get He knew the out. area. Um, and so they parked uh, outside the house, and uh, Manson and uh, Tex Watson, they were the first to enter the house. Uh, they uh, so they tied them up. Uh, Rosemary was in the bedroom, and Lino was in the living room. And they tied them up and promised that they wouldn't hurt them. Right. They were just going to rob them. So, so I guess to so calm, just, calm to them down, like, don't make any noise. Just to give them hope. Just to, like, don't start screaming, we're just going to rob you and leave you alone. Please be quiet. And then Manson left the house. He told some of the girls to wait in the car outside, name, namely Patricia, Kurlinko, and Leslie Van Houten. Oh, sorry. He waited some of the other girls to wait outside, and then Patricia Kalinko and Le- Leslie Van Houten uh, to enter the house and murdered the people inside. So some of them stayed in the car. Again, Linda Kasavian, she actually she didn't partake so it's, in the it's, murder. She didn't kill anyone. She was just waiting outside. Do you think in her mind it's kind of like, if I don't get involved, I will be fine, so if this all goes shit, I'm... I wasn't actually Well, I involved. think if she was lucky that she was told to stay in the car, he never actually told her, go kill people. No, that's why, I, that's why I'm saying it. Do you think she she just believed that if she didn't... If she wasn't actually a part of the murder itself, yeah. she, like, wouldn't get punishment or, you know, she, got a look, she would have a bit more of a lenient sentence and that's the only way to convince her to do it? That might have been her psychology, but 
um, you never really know with these type of things. It could literally just be she has good eyes, so you know you stay in the car and just tell us if there's someone coming. Yeah. So when uh, Van Houten and Krenwickel went to the house, they went to find Rosemary, who was in the bedroom, and Tex Watson stood over Lino Labianca. Uh, Lino Labianca then seemed to like sense that something wasn't quite right. That this wasn't just going to be a robbery, and that they're going to get out of there safe so he started to struggle and Watson stabbed him in the neck so they went there to prove that you've done it wrong and they went there and Charles Manson went like you've done it wrong here's how you do it and then and then he went back out and told other people to kill again and so again by the sounds of it it didn't go to plan either yeah Um, so you, you don't stab someone in the neck yeah so if you're there to do it properly I know it sounds gruesome but if you're going there to do it properly you're not stabbing them in the neck you're not stabbing them in the back you're not doing any of that you're you're there just to make it I don't know it might have been his mentality of let's make it gruesome apparently Lino uh, started saying that please don't stab me anymore and in the bedroom uh, Rosemary could hear the struggle and her husband screaming that's fucked so she's just in the bedroom hearing her husband screaming and I guess she also realized oh shit she's next she's next so she fought back against Grewinkle and Van Houten and Van Houten angry went back to went to the, ch- the mm. kitchen and brought back several utensils including knives and Rosemary asked pleaded for a life and saying that they could take anything and she wouldn't call the police and that must that, must, that must have been really rough for her to know that yeah she she was giving them everything and that wasn't enough yeah van Houten testified in 71 that uh, she said that as it seemed the more she said police the more i panicked so she van Houten held rosemary down while crowinkle stabbed her in the neck so by the sounds of it, that went a little bit better yeah. than the first. They, in this, they stabbed her so hard the knife bent. Like, how hard do you have to stab somebody to bend the knife? How about we say, maybe that it was a shit knife? <laughs> maybe. Try to look at the positive side of life sometimes. Maybe they had a, you know, a Poundland knife and it, yeah. you know, and it bent. But even, yeah. even still, that's fucked. Since they, they couldn't kill her, they screamed for Watson to help them. And uh, Watson came in and gave another knife to Van Houten. And they kept stabbing her. Uh, by the, by the end, by the, when she was dead, she was stabbed 41 times. Why? What, what? If you know someone's dead, yeah, just you've done your job. When she stopped struggling, I guess when, that's when she stopped. They stopped. And by then, they stabbed her 41 times. I mean, Jesus. Just. Uh, yeah. They also carved war into Lino's chest. What? For, like, going back to their whole race war thing? Yeah. And uh, they stabbed a fork in his abdomen. Not just like, you know, like a, a knife uh-huh. or fork. And then, like the crimes before, they used the blood 
to write uh, uh, rise death death to the pigs and they misspelled helter helter skelter so not only are they murderers and they're stupid c- completely crazy but they're completely illiterate yeah um I was about to say something, and I refuse to say that. Continue. Yeah. And then because they're not horrible enough, they showered in the home, they pat their dogs, and they left. That is adding insult to injury. Not only are you dead, then your murderers are just chilling in your shower. And then... Isn't that like rule number one? Don't leave your evidence at at the scene so you go for a fucking shower. Well, okay, so wiping I, I, know, away I know this is the what evidence. they wanted, but isn't that like rule number one? Like, don't have a shower at the scene. You leave your hair, you leave your fingerprints, you leave your, yeah. you leave everything behind. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they wanted to get caught. Oh yeah, no, they, but they definitely wanted to get caught. They didn't want to get caught. No, they, no, they They wanted the attention without getting. They caught. want the attention because. They wanted the Black Panthers to be blamed for it. But they didn't want to go to jail because... They that... didn't want to be actually caught. Imagine if they went to jail, like, to try to invoke, like, a, a black, like, uprising or whatever. They would get ruined in jail. Like, they would they would have got fucked. I mean, Manson wanted to be in jail. In yeah. In prison. Not anymore, I think. Not a bass, I was going to say. Not, I don't think he wanted to be there anymore. Yeah. Because if... <laughs> Let's be honest, if you're trying to invoke like a race war and you turn up to, to prison, the first thing you're going to do is you're going to get like all like the, the black prisoners on you. You're going to get screwed. Yeah. So I don't know why they had a shower. That's fucked. Yeah. Uh, uh, so while that was happening, Manson, when he left, got back into the car with uh, Linda Kasabian and handed her a Rosemary's wallet and told her to drop it on the sidewalk as soon as they arrived at the black neighborhood. Again, to try and blame the murders on black people. They turned up and they left all their DNA and everything at the crime scene. Why didn't they turn up in like fucking full body like outfits that you you ain't gonna do any DNA? And then you plant like proper evidence. I, I don't know. I think that might just because we like listening to like crime podcasts yeah. and things like that. But they clearly didn't know what they were doing. Yeah. So yeah, he wanted the black person to find the wallet and use the credit cards, apparently, and so the police would think they were the Labianca killer. But halfway through, the, he changed his plans because he's fucking crazy. And instead told Kasabian to pull into a gas station uh, and in Silmar, which is 20 miles from Waverly Drive, which was LaBianca's house, and leave the wallet in the woman's bathroom. Okay. I don't know how that's better. Yeah. Uh, she didn't leave it though, she just hid it in the toilet tank, in fact. And the wallet would be found for another four months. Uh, so, unfortunately, it wasn't the police that found them, was was their kids. Lino and Rosemary's children found them dead. Lino was in the living room, 
floor with a bloody pillowcase covering his head, a cord tied around his neck, and his hands behind his back tied together with a leather thong. Leather thong? Thong. As thong. in, like, you know... I is it like a thong or is it like an American thong? I don't know what I'm saying. It, is, it, is it what I'm thinking in my head type thong? So I'm reading from an article, so it's thong. So I'm guessing maybe. I'm guessing it's going to be that. Uh, Why would you wear a leather thong? Surely that's going to be like horrible to wear. They weren't, I don't know. It was the 60s. Yeah, that's true. And Rosemary was on her bedroom floor wearing one of her favorite dresses, blue and white, bunched over her head, exposing her naked body. Disgusting. It's, it's so fucking gross. So like, were they were they like sexually assaulted or anything like that, or was it literally? No, pure they just murder? wanted. He was just murdered. I think they, like, pulled not it to out say to that that makes that it any any better or any worse, yeah. but I'm just saying that. And I think they like they wanted maybe to, to police to think that they were she was sexually assaulted, but yeah. there was no evidence of that happening. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. So how were they caught? So, essentially, they they turned up, they did the job, and they wanted to kind of provoke this war that, yeah. as if anyone knows history, didn't happen. Um, and how the fuck did they actually get caught? Like, what what events actually led up to them? Uh, so they found. About three weeks after, 20 days after, a 10-year-old found the gun used in the tape murders. 10-year-old. 10-year-old, yeah. So he had found a gun, because he threw the gun over the hills. And he found it. Imagine explaining that to your kid. I mean... Yeah, don't worry about that. That's that's just a toy gun, but it's covered in blood and horrible. Like, you're not going to turn around to your 10-year-old and be like, don't worry... It was only using a gruesome murder. So Jay, so they find the ten year old's DNA on there and the ten year old gets done for the murders. That'd be pretty mental. Mental, mental, mental. Yeah. Chicken. Oriental. I like it. No, it wasn't the Chinese that killed him. Um but it's it's just really difficult to to kind of process like um I think as we all watch like crime like documentaries and stuff, it's so difficult to kind of put yourself in their shoes sometimes. Um, but yeah, just how did they how did they get caught? Do you know? Um, I still have this man. I'm so stupid. So yeah, the the so they give the gun. Well, the kid gives the gun to the dad, and the dad takes it to the police. And the police does nothing with it. The police did nothing with it. Yeah. Well, I mean, as a British person, like, if I saw a gun, there would be, like, fucking SWAT teams and helicopters coming out. But I imagine, this isn't throwing shade at Americans, but I imagine because there's so many guns there that it isn't, it isn't the worst thing in the world to find a gun, I imagine. Just putting it in perspective. Yeah. It, how did they not? They found the gun, which probably had blood in it because he hit uh, one of the victims in the head over with it. 
So there's probably with blood. He stabbed multiple people, which so he had probably blood on his hands. So the gun for sure had to have blood on it. But there's you no say way it was that gun was killed. Yeah. Surely the rainwater and everything else would have Well, it's California in the summer. There's no rain. Let's say let's say for argument's say there was rain. Then they probably would have washed a lot of it away. And so when the police probably got it, they probably saw it and went it's it's a standard gun that anyone can get from a gun shop. It's got no blood on it. There's no reason to take it to like your crime investigation unit to get it tested out. That's we'll just presume that it's just you know some crazy woman's like gun who carries it around and lost it or something. That's what I would presume anyway. Yeah. So. The police first ruled out that the Tate murders and the Labianco murders had no connection. Okay. So they were uh, investigated separately, which I think that was like, why? They but had like, they were stabbed. Both of the victims were stabbed. They left tons of like blood everywhere. They wrote in blood, uh, pig on the Tate murders and other shit on the... Like so, there's there's stuff in common. Yeah, but we're looking at it from it's Cal- it's you, like Los Angeles, not that they're like yeah, a hundred miles apart. Yeah, but you gotta remember, there's gonna be people, different people in the investigations, and without knowing the cases that always go through, you aren't necessarily gonna. It's good in hindsight that we can look back and go, obviously these were gonna be connected, but when yeah. they're time apart. And they're so gruesome that you don't you don't want to comprehend in your mind that there's yeah. a group of people going around doing these fucking horrific crimes yeah. that are going to do it to loads of people. So I'd presume that they would have went and investigated yeah. them separately, and then later on went, oh fuck, they we've actually got like a murderer running around doing crazy shit. So one of the reasons they uh, thought it was different uh, people that did the murders was because uh, in the Tate house they found drugs. So they thought it was drug transition gone wrong, and I guess drug dealers actually killed him. Which, I mean, fair, but again, it's the 60s, it's Hollywood, who's not going to have drugs in their house? Yeah, that's true. It's, and, <laughs> and especially 1969, where you had like the hippie movement going yeah. on, you had everyone high as fuck on LSD... You back then there were drugs that were completely legal that are now illegal. Yeah. So that they probably just presumed it was another you know completely yeah. normal group of people that you know just so happens to do a bit a bit of acid or a bit of weed or to a bit on the side. So if it was today's day and age, you probably would look into that a lot more. Yeah. But so the first person arrested was William Garrison. Uh, he w- again, he was the caretaker of the Sharon Tate's house. So he was arrested, uh, although he was released two days after after taking a polygraph. Oh yeah, that was an old way that they used to try and yeah. test if they were telling the truth or lying. Um, which now, now, now looking back, it isn't very concrete. It's very ambiguous. Like it's. it's it can, it it's can not, show up a lot. It's not hard to like, uh, or there's books on it, how to 
pass a polygraph test it's and still be it lying. gives a lot of false positives and a lot a lot of negative like false negatives. false negatives and like positive negatives yeah it's uh um it's not a good way to like roll out a suspect no uh to, to i don't know what they do nowadays um they call them lie detectors but that's a polygraph well yeah that's they, they've, they've got new versions of it but i doubt that they're Without, I think, that yeah, without evidence, have. they probably aren't going to use a polygraph and just be like, yeah. hey, you've done it, right? And yeah. you failed it. So, uh, decades later, he states that he did, he did saw some of the murders happening. He just didn't tell anyone. I guess because he was afraid he was going to be... Uh, if he said, yeah, I saw them, them die and didn't do anything, he's going to be also put in prison, maybe? Would make sense. Maybe. I mean, you got you got to think to yourself. Put yourself in their shoes. You got murderers on the loose at more than one person. You've seen what's happened. It, they could easily turn on you. You could easily wake up the next day and have them on, in your house. So not saying anything is probably the safest thing to do. Yeah. Um, because the police can only be there like protection, I presume, for a certain period of time before they say actually. We can't, you know, you can't give 10 yeah. years worth of protection. That's just not viable. So I would imagine that he was scared. I would be. Yeah, so on the August 12th, uh, LPD, uh, LAPD told that there were no connection to the murders. And then on August 16th, the sheriff's office raided Spawn Ranch and arrested Manson and 25 other, others as sus- suspects in a major auto theft ring. So basically, they've been se- they've been stealing um, beetles, Volkswagen beetles, and converting them into dune buggies in case the world ended, auto skelter, all that shit. So they were caught. So are we saying the beetles and how to skelter was gonna save us? Yeah, not the beetles. <laughs> but beetles. The beetles, maybe. maybe. Not the beetles, but VW Nazi beetles. Well, they were being like converted into dune buggies. So are we saying that we're on a we're on a uh, we're on a way down? Is he he's getting? They're all looking at him now, but not from the murders, but from stealing cars. Yeah. From, so they're basically all... it's it's gone full circle. It's gone back to how he used to be put in prison back in the day. Maybe because they were released a few days later. Yes. Because <laughs> they were found they found weapons, but they misdated the the warrant, so they messed up and they couldn't keep them in the, in jail. Which makes sense. Uh, so somebody forgot to give them the memo. Yeah. Uh, in August, uh, the LaBianca detectives noted a possible connection between the bloody writings at LaBianca's house and the singing group, The Beatles' most recent album. So they, they got the Alto Skelter reference. They were Beatles, Beatles fans. Yeah. Yeah. It's a... Uh, it's fucking crazy. Uh, anyway, they in October, mid October, they're still working separately uh, until uh, LaBianca team checked the sheriff's office about possible similar crimes, which then led them to the Hinman case. Remember the Hinman case? Yes. Political piggies and all that shit. You know the the case that they murdered more people to throw them away from the oh, site. Yeah worked 
Uh, they also learned that the Hinman detectives had spoken with Biosole's girlfriend, Kitty Lutzinger. She was arrested a few days earlier with the members of the Manson family. So the, uh, the arrests had taken place at the desert, desert ranches. Sorry about that. So they, after the spawn ranch, they moved into the alternative ranches that they had prepared in Death Valley. Well, that's kind of like uh, end of the world, worst case scenario type thing. Or was that yeah, so there? when they moved to Spawn Ranch, I mentioned that they also like took over some other ranches. Yes. Just in case. So they moved over there. <laughs> what, were, they, were they paying and the no, owners of those insects as well? And I think there was just a bend and they took advantage. So and on to the authorities, they just, yeah. His mem the family members. Yeah, his family members. Um, started searching Death Valley for a hole in the ground, the access to the bottomless pit, which where the end of the world would start, and they would be safe. Yeah, I don't know. It's some more like Charles Manson bullshit. That's fucking crazy. Um, so they're like they were like looking for like this bottomless pit. Which what are they gonna find? The, the fucking devil down there? Is, what is I this? Don't like know. Satan? Is this like Doctor Who and that? It's Satan bullshit. pit and you're just gonna dig down it? It's just some weird bullshit mountain. that Charles Manson was spewing at, spewing at them. Like, honestly. It's fucking crazy. Yeah. Um, so they're digging for this pit. Well, not digging for this pit. They're trying to find this pit. Yeah. Obviously, they didn't find it. Um, but so they all believed that it was actually a thing. Yeah. So the uh, the park rangers, some officers from the California Highway Patrol and Sheriff's Office, they raided both Myers Ranch and Barker Ranch after following clues and left when the family members burned an earth mover owned by the Death Valley National Monument. What's an earth mover? Tim, can you search for uh, an earth, earth mover? Earth mover, uh, like a massive digger. Uh, okay. So you, when you're doing yeah. construction, it's a big fuck off digger that you literally just pick yeah. up shit ton of earth and you move it somewhere. It's in the net. Yeah. So they burned it and left a bunch of evidence. So the police, the highway patrol, and ranchers just follow it all the way to the ran the other two ranches and raided them. Uh, the raiders found uh, stolen the dune boogies and other vehicles. And they arrested two dozen people, including Manson. The highway patrol officer found Manson hiding in a cabinet beneath Bar uh, Barker's bathroom sink. So he was hiding underneath a bath bathroom sink inside a cabinet. What, hoping not to be fucking found? Yeah, doing the raids because of the fucking earth mover. That also tells us like how small he actually was. He was a tiny dude. Like how? What do you mean? Like five foot something, four foot something? I think it was five foot four. Basically tiny. He was tiny, like to hide underneath the bathroom sink, inside a cabinet. That That's a tiny, tiny man. Um, so they arrested him with no idea. Five foot two. Five foot two. Yeah. That's not that small. <laughs> for a man. For a, for a woman, no, but for a man, yes, definitely. Yeah. So yeah. So the officer arrested all of them without 
knowing that actually they were arresting the murderers, the murderers, which is kind of crazy. Uh, yes, yeah, so the La, La Bianca detectives connected members of a Molotov gang, Manson trying to enlist as his bodyguards while the family was at Swan Ranch. I don't know why he needed bodyguards. Oh, I think it's probably because he was afraid oh. people were going to kill him. Yeah. I don't know why. Okay. Uh, so the gang members provided information between that to linked Manson and the murderers. And then a dormitory mate of Susan Atkins informed the LAPD of the family's involvement in the crimes. So Atkins was like, bragged about it a little bit because she was fucking crazy. And her it's not something to brag about, definitely no. not. And her roommate was like, I'm going to tell the police. Like, crazy. So she was booked for the Hinman murder, which she actually, she had nothing to do with. But she told the detectives that she'd done it. Like, why? And why not just, why not just come like 100% clean at that point? Yeah. Um, I, presu- I presume it's just because of the control yeah. that, that he had over them. Yeah, so she was transferred uh, to a detention center in California. And again, she began like bragging to other inmates about the murders that she committed. So she was like somebody that was proud of what she did. So not only is she... Not only is she like mind controlled, she's also like almost mind controlling others. Well, not not me at mind control, but just kind of. She is she trying to become something that she isn't. Or maybe she is. We never know. Yeah. Well, we might know. Let's find out. Yeah. Um, uh, so on December first, uh, acting on the information from. Susan, uh, Susan Atkins, uh, bunkmates. They arrested Watson, Kerwinkle, and Kasabian in the Tate case. Uh, the end suspects from the Labianca murders were noted. Since Manson and Atkins were already in custody because of the raids, the other raids, where they found a bunch of stolen stuff, they were not mentioned in the like arrest warrant. So they're still on his, So it wasn't that stuff's not going to be on his. It wasn't file. still connected to them, like in files. So right now it's just it was just the other murderers, Tex Watson. Just kind of notes Marinka. based on him, yeah. but not like anything official. It wasn't official connected to it. Uh, the connection between the Labianca case and Van Houten was also among those arrests near the Death Valley, and had not yet been recognized. So still a bunch of people, not a bunch, but a few people. They weren't recognized for the murders that they actually did. Yeah. Uh, so Watson and Grinkle were already under arrest with the authorities of McKinney, Texas. Uh, Alabama, what? Yeah, so I think they tried to run away. So uh, so essentially at this point, the, the yeah, ringleader... My notes suck, sorry the, guys. The, the, the ringleader... Basically, Charles Manson. He was he was under arrest. He but he was they under weren't arrest looking at, they weren't looking at him. No, he was under arrest for 
the stolen stuff that they yeah. found at the other two ranches. So Watson and Krenwinkel, uh, they tried to run away, but they were picked up. And uh, because the like LAPD sent out a warrant to other states, like, look out for these people. Like, here's like our top five list of what they look like or what they do and things like that. Just if they come into your state, keep an yeah. eye on them. Um, yeah. Which is fucking crazy. Imagine, imagine being that police, uh, yeah. that police office unit. That is, you know, you've got a murderer, or you know, you've got someone yeah. who's connected to a murderer, but you can't put place them there, or you can't do anything yeah. with it. But you have to go so far as to say to the neighbouring states. By the way, just Look to up. give you, just to give you a heads up, yeah. we can't arrest these. So yeah. uh, you know, just keep an eye on them. They might go do a bit of stabby stabby and a bit of shooty shooty. So yeah, um, yeah keep an eye on them, guys. So Instead of going, let's try and put these fuckers away for prison for the rest of their lives, like they should be. Let's just leave them to roam free and convince other people. Yeah, in similar fashion, Linda Cabassino also ran away. Yeah, and she was picked up in New Hampshire on December the second. Yeah, so they actually had fingerprints of Krewinkles and Watsons in evidence, and they were augmented to like show the public. Um, they finally linked the web, the gun that they, the kid had picked up, to the murderers, to the murders. Which took them took them like what three months four months fucking took them for three or four. But saying that in in like police terms, yeah, that's like a couple of days. You see, we've seen like things like this go take years to get like any sort of things. It's like three or four months sounds like a long time. It isn't. I don't know. It's it's just one of those things, definitely. Um, but I don't know. Three, three, three or four months doesn't sound like a long time, but like from recording now, yeah. it's October, so September. That was only if, what? What was you doing like three months ago? Wait, sorry. So they didn't link. Once they got the fingerprints, they didn't link the gun to the murderers. Sorry about that. No. So in mid-December, the LA Times they published a, a crime account based on information that Susan Atkins gave uh, her attorney. Yep. So they basically published a story about what happened. And then uh, uh, the father made several phone calls, which then to the LAPD saying that they found the gun and they got, and they like, we gave you the gun. <laughs> like, he has the gun. Like, it's what like, the it's fuck? It's like, you've got the evidence. Yeah. And then... Henceforth, go. And then they like... Finally connected it to the murders with ballistic tests. But so, but, but but saying that you've got to so remember this, 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 this was way before you know like yeah that's fair. this is way before like ultraviolet lights yeah. and like dusting of evidence back then. But also they had to do like several calls. It wasn't like but, yeah, uh, but back hello, then you've got to remember you have the gun like, like several times. Like, it's you today's have the gun, day and you age. Have the gun, you have the gun. No, I'm telling you, if it was this day and age, what would happen was that gun. If it was if it's any way related to anything, you send it away. You get it tested. Whoever's DNA is on there, fair enough. 
if it's a gone owner, yeah. it gets taken back to it or whatever. But you don't... Because we can do that now, yeah. back then it would kind of be like, we got a gun, it might have a bit of blood on it, it might have this, but we ain't going to find out who's on the who, whose blood this is, really, um, without fingerprints or stuff like that. And well, the, yeah, like, they had bullets from... Yeah, but you got to remember back then they didn't have they didn't have like a computer database that they can go here here is fingerprint here find please click a button. But they had ballistic tests, so they this but kid found the gun really near not... the Tate's house and they didn't think to like compare it. But by some like... it, it's not a very uncommon weapon. Lots of people, prob- you got to remember this is America, this isn't the UK. That lots of people have guns, and I imagine this is a very still. But like there was a murder where people were shot. And a couple of miles away in the bushes, we found a gun that probably has blood in it, for sure, had blood in it. Eh, let's not run a test. Just but you got, you got, you got to remember that some of these like compl- can, like police departments are huge. It's prob- I guarantee it's very easy to try and. It's not- the LAPD. Yeah, they're massive. I'm guessing they had an homicide working on it. Just give the guns to the homicide department. It doesn't seem that hard. But they did a shitty job. I'm, I'm not sorry. saying that they haven't. Um, but yeah, so um, after the after the test, what actually happened? Well, not test, but what happened after that? So ABC also saw the newspaper article. So they got a crew and they themselves went looking for the bloody clothes. Fair enough. And they found them. So are you saying a TV network found more evidence than the police than the LAPD yes okay that sounds about right that's fucked up <laughs> it's like it's like if the BBC starts like coming around and just yeah. start like finding evidence for a fucking like murder case that's that's not the only thing they never found was the knives that they discarded en route so then the ABC nor the LAPD could find those knives which is unfortunate although ABC looked for them first and then the LAPD was like, mm, maybe we should search for it. Yeah, that might Just be a good idea. Just maybe. If a fucking news network and like a, yeah. a, a TV station find more evidence than you can. Uh, yeah. A knife was found behind the cushion of a chair in Tate's living room. It was apparently uh, Susan Atkins who lost her knife during the attack. So she lost a knife during the attack. It's like, yeah, she was fine. And they found it in the cushion. In the living room, I guess. The, so they hit, so those guys went there to try to do a better job and then fucked up more than the first lot. What? So no, the the murder itself. So that happens. Yeah, they. So this was the first murder. She like. Yeah. She so, remembered suddenly like. Ah, so I have to. So they. So the first murder was fucked up more than the second, but the second murder was also still fucked up. Um. Which is crazy, like, it just doesn't make sense. None of it makes sense. Well, it does, but it doesn't. Yeah. Um, That's crazy. So what was, like, the prosecution? Like, what actually happened? Uh, so the main, with the main prosecution witness was Linda Kasabian, which, after she was arrested, she, like, I'll tell you everything if you give me immunity. Oh, she do? Like she ran away like almost immediately after the Bianca murders. So she didn't run away after the Tim murders because she was fit for her life. 
and her daughter's life was at the ranch still. And then after the Labianca murder, she like grabbed her daughter and ran away and went back home. So, so she, essentially, she just wanted to make sure she was safe. She didn't really care about not making them safe, but just wanted to make sure she was safe. And her daughter, yeah. yeah that's that sounds like. The, do you know what? That is the most reasonable thing I've heard all all this story. Yeah. So, like, she was a main witness, and she told everything what happened, and she got immunity because of it. She she never went to prison for uh, basically standing there and doing nothing. Do you know what? That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Imagine, imagine uh, if you were brainwashed or like feared for your life, and you just stood there and didn't did nothing and couldn't do anything or didn't didn't have it in you to do anything. The last thing you wanted to be doing is being chucked in prison. I yeah. kind of feel sorry for her, you know. Um, yeah. Not that she she could have went to the police, but I can imagine, yeah, if she had if she had a kid, it's not very hard for them to turn around and say, "By the way, if you say anything, we'll kill her." So I think she just waited to that time. Yeah. Um, yeah, I kind of feel sorry for her, you know. I really do. <laughs> I don't know if I feel sorry for her. Yeah, but th- that's because you're savage. I guess. Yeah, so uh, Susan Atkins also tried to make a deal with prosecution so they wouldn't seek the death uh, penalty. And she was supposed to like give testimony, but then she didn't because she she's crazy. Because she's crazy. Yeah. Um... Yeah, so they were like all charged with uh, count, uh, seven counts of murder and one of conspiracy. So, so what did so how? So, so Manson was uh, like charged with the murders. So how many conspiracy. how many years how many years did they get? Uh, so they were charged with the, all of them were charged with the death penalty. I think. Yeah. Thank fuck for that. Like. Yeah. Bring so back the death penalty. I disagree with you. Um, why why not like if you killed someone why shouldn't you be killed yourself and if it's 100% proved what's the point like Like, isn't it harder to live in prison for the rest of your life than being killed well it it depends if it's I'd say it's fine if the prison's really fucking horrible and you're going to hate the rest of your life but if it's going to be you're going to sit there playing playstation and chilling which there is a lot of prisons like that not really. There is. Where? If you if you Google it, they've got fucking playstations and TVs and that lot in their Where cells. Where is this? Okay, it's gone into UK. That's bullshit. No, no, it's not bullshit. I don't believe that. I know that. Um, so it's not. I know it's not bullshit, but um, it does happen. Um, but yeah, so it's yeah. Uh, but By yeah. the way, Manson like uh, acted as his own attorney, so he Why? was his own attorney because he was crazy. But did he have any law background? No. So did he? So he had no. He had no experience, expertise, or knowledge of how to be his own attorney. But he just believed himself to be some like godlike thing that he yeah. can just do whatever he likes. That sounds yeah. like very maniacal. That sounds really like. Yeah, like, afterwards he was revoked because he, of course, was fucking crazy and just disturbed court. 
So they took away that right for him to act as his own attorney. I mean, I, well, I, I fucking hope so. If, well, I don't. If you, if you can decide you're your, your own attorney and you can't defend a case, yeah, yep. shit out of luck. But if you can't do it, then you shouldn't be allowed to have another go at it, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So the first judge, uh, William Keane, was replaced with uh, Judge Charles H. Older because Manson filed uh, a claim of prejudice. So basically he said that Keane was prejudiced against them. So he was replaced with another judge. It must be really hard to be a judge when you know you've got an absolute fucking crazy like a nutcase sitting across from you yeah and unless you've got enough to get evidence against him or her they can walk free and start murdering again but you know in your heart apart like i could put this person away for the rest of my life or i could send him to the death penalty but you know what he might just walk free i can i can do it i would end up just being completely prejudiced and saying you're a fucking nutcase. You killed people. Well, I ain't good gonna. Thing you're not a judge, I'm not letting you get away with this. Good thing Screw you're not a judge. you guys. Yeah, I know. Yeah, so on the first day of testimony. Don't make, yeah, don't make me a judge. Manson appeared in court with an X carved into his forehead. I what? Not painted, carved. What was it? An X carved into his forehead. Yeah, but what was carved into it? What? An X, like an actual like X, like marks a spot. Yeah, he carved an X in his forehead, like right between his eyes. So is that is that where yeah. X marks the spot for when someone wants to shoot and him? And he said that uh, he was considered inadequate and incompetent to speak or defend himself, and they had X'd himself from the world, which makes sense, I guess. Um. Um. Yeah. Uh, the following weekend, the female defendants also marked an X on their foreheads, as did most of the family members within a day or so. So all of the family members, those that were on trial and weren't just carved, like just got an X on their foreheads in solidarity with Charles Manson. They, uh, so fucked up, though. So, so fucked up. They all put X's on their forehead because the person who manipulated, if I knew, like MK Ultra, them to do it, all did it. Not to them. It, he was a saint. He was Jesus. To it, them. It, imagine, like, I'd like to like talk to him like now. Like, if they've still got the mark in their head or whatever happened to him, like saying, "What the fuck were you doing?" Like, surely you could have realized that. Like, you, you, you. You must, people in your mind, like in your mind as a person, you must realize what's actually happening or at least have an inkling at the back of your mind to go and, you yeah. know what, this isn't, this isn't human behavior. This isn't what you should be doing. But yeah, unless, the only thing I can think is, were they so swept up with it and they were so, what's the word? They were, it's like anything, you're so deeply involved that even if you know what you're doing is bad, you will keep doing it. Like, for example, most people, everyone knows smoking is bad. You can tell someone a million times that smoking is bad, but people might start smoking, get addicted to it, and you're never getting out of it. Well, people still do get addicted to yeah, smoking. And, and, by the sound, and by the sounds of it, it's kind of like that, where it's just you're so deeply involved in it, you know it's bad for you, but you're still going to keep doing it. I don't know. I guess. 
Um, anyway, years hey, later. We're not, we're not as, like psychologists here. Yeah. Uh, we're yeah. just a bunch of random people. Years later, Manson uh, turned that axe into a swastika. As he, you in do. prison, he joined like a white supremacist group. As, as you do, as you do, as you do. Uh, yeah. So the prosecution argued that the main reason of Manson's uh, crimes were the triggering of Elter Skelter, which they were right about, uh, and that the uh, the bloody white references, white album references that they wrote in blood. Uh, were correlated with testimony about Manson's predictions about the murder blacks would commit at the outset of Elter Skelter. Which, as we all know, never happened, thankfully. Never happened yet. A. No. No, 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 no. That's, yeah. that's not even getting there. So, no. what, end, what ended up happening to him? Uh, yeah, so they were all convicted and they uh, were convicted of the murders and sentenced to death penalty. However, uh, death penalty was uh, ruled unlawful a few years later. Uh, two years, I think? I can't... I'm not sure. I think two years. Anyway, and they were convicted to life. So, how, um, so did Charles Manson end up living out his days in prison? He did. He tried to get parole several times, which was denied Thank every God. time. And he died November the 19th, 2017. At the age? In the prison. How old, do, how old was he at the time? 83. In Bakersfield, California. So, going back to what we said earlier, he got the, he got the worst outcome in your mind. He wasn't killed. Yeah. He was lived out the rest of his life knowing that the four walls he was in... Was it? Was it? Was it. Yeah. And he tried to be cut free several times, and he was also denied. That's... Uh, same with uh, several other family members. So the other family members, uh, I presume, all got life that kind of died in prison as well? Uh, I well, believe Like so, the majority yeah. of them? Yeah. That is ridiculous. That is crazy. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm really glad that it's, not, it's one of those stories where they, it actually has an ending. Too many times I've listened to like stories where you get to the end and the murderer's still out there or you know they got let out on a technicality. I think it's really great that he actually lived out his days. What, what about you? Yeah, I agree on that one. I'll say, I've, you know, I've been quiet during this. This story has blown my mind completely. I didn't. I knew it was bad, but I didn't realise it had all this stuff involved in it and all this mess. Yeah. So you know, I agree. I think it's good he's gone, and it's just nice to have that sort of closure on all that madness. I. I do you know the one thing we haven't spoken about though? The one thing that I think we should be talking about. The you've got a f you've got these families. And you've got these people who were murdered, who had their own lives, who had their own um, thoughts, own their own feelings, and just were taken out of it because of their colour, because of what they were. They were murdered for it. Yeah. And I think that's one thing, as a, like a humanity, that we have... I think... I won't talk about politics as such, but... One thing as like a whole world we've we've we're starting to lose is yeah. 
this idea that everyone's a human person, like a human being and might need help. Um, and every day we're looking more and more and more, like a, as a whole society, more Charles Manson and more family than anything else. Um, and we should really be remembering the people who, who were like killed. We shouldn't be, we shouldn't remember Charles Manson as this person. We should remember the people that weren't ever alive, uh, more than anything. Uh, Charles Manson was also found guilty of the murders of Gary Hinman. Good. And Donald Shorty uh, Shaya, who was a stuntman at Spawn Ranch and was killed approximately 10 days after August the 16th, which was the first raid to Spawn Ranch. Ranch. And the family members, the ones that, not all of them, immediately got on with their lives and did normal stuff. In the 75, uh, Squeaky Frong, which was a family member, tried to assassinate the US president, Gerald Ford. In of Sacramento. Course. Of course. She did not succeed it. Yeah. Fortunately. And was sentenced to 15 years to life. Becoming the first person sentenced under United States Code. Which made it a federal crime to attempt to assassinate the president of the United States. Uh, I reckon, okay. She was released in parole in 2009. Oh, she didn't kill anyone. She tried to, but she didn't kill anyone. I reckon... Yeah. Yeah, so... Um, I think that's the end of that story. Um, yeah. Yeah. I know there was other things that happened on the far, uh, the family, what uh, kind of happened. But to the other members To afterwards. the other members. I think almost but I, I don't, I don't think that needs to be going into. Yeah. I think that's good enough framework to understand what happened yeah. and who it happened to. I um, think Crewe and Cole, uh, it's, still the, it's the only one that's still alive. And she's in prison still. Good. Hope she so, fucking yeah, rots. There were, that was Charles Manson and his family crimes. And well, I apologize for all of the mistakes that we did. Because it's probably a ton. It wasn't even a crime. It was, a, it was just... It was just... There's not even a word to describe what, what he wanted to do. If he, if he succeeded, there would have been a lot more murders. People, if he want, if Helter Skelter would have happened, so many things wouldn't have happened afterwards. And I think that's probably the, the best outcome was Helter Skelter never Well, Helter happened. Skelter would have never happened. That's the thing. Helter Skelter didn't exist. He made it up. Yeah. No, but I'm saying if Helter Skelter would have happened, it would have been a lot worse than the outcome we did, uh, what happened. So, what? His what he well, he wanted a fucking race war. Like, if a race war would have happened during like in the way that he wanted, it would have had so many more murders. Well, yeah, but that was never going to happen. No, that's why I'm saying Your that's it. Argument is very weird. That's not. Uh, no, happen. all I'm saying is I'm glad that what he wanted to happen didn't happen. And he ended up Fair. sitting yeah. 
He, he's end up sitting his rest of his lonely little life in a fucking jail cell. Rotting away. Rotting away. Yeah. Um, and the people, like I say, we should be thinking about is all those who he murdered and all those lives, all those futures that never happened. And their families as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, by the way, Sharon Tate's sister was a huge figure in keeping them in prison and keeping the, the judges, keeping denying parole. She fought for that. Fucking good on us. So, yeah. So good on her. Good on her. Um, yeah. But yeah, that is definitely the end of this this long podcast. Yeah. Sorry it's been a very depressing one. Next week, we are doing... We're talking about fast food, and in specifically, we're going to be exposing McDonald's. Speak about all the secrets, what happens behind the scenes, and some horror stories. Yeah. So yeah, so we will very be similar theme. It well, we are consistent in that. Well, it's it's definitely going to be a more interesting one, one of more discussion than a story. I disagree. Um, Nothing's more interesting than this, but whatever. It's going to be a lighter episode. Oh yeah, definitely. We need we need something lighter. No than... dead people on this one, fortunately. Well, you you say that, but fast food kills so many people. Because well, uh, obesity kills people, and diseases yeah, fucking, and link to obesity. It's not fast food that actually kills them. Yeah, fast food does fucking kill them. Like if you get addic- okay, let's let's leave if this you, for no, next no. week. I'm gonna leave this on one thing to think about. If fast food, that if the if if companies make fast food and make it so addicting that they only wanted to, um, um, so. Um, yeah, so they, they make fast food so addicting that people get addicted and just make themselves obese. Surely they must be they must be at least like accountable for it. If you if you make a shitload of if you make food that is so bad for you, it's not the food that's addicted. It has you, to do with other things. If, okay, if you let's make, discuss yeah, that exactly. Let's leave this here. Yeah, and we discuss this all next week. Um, and yeah, so we'll discuss it next week. Yeah. Uh, Tim's going to take the reign of that one. Mm-hmm. He's going to present in it, yeah. uh, like we do. Uh, we take it in turns uh, e- each week. So once every four weeks, one of uh, us will spearhead this. So um, we'll be talking about fast food next week. Yeah. Thanks for listening to Goodbye. us, guys. Goodbye. Bye. And for staying with us. Bye. Adios. 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 Adios.